Welcome, you're now in a good place. This is the Rainmakers Podcast with your host, Cheryl Alcorn. Hi everyone, my name's Cheryl Alcorn. I am so excited today to speak with you. And you know what, right now as I was standing here and I was getting ready to do this, the song that came in my heart was This Is How We Fight Our Battles. And so today I want to encourage you that the battle is the Lord's. And so as I was deciding, Lord, what can I say that would be so significant to you as a listener and a follower of the Rainmakers community, I thought about um, what Zechariah said. And so I want to read out of Zechariah chapter 9, and it says, The Coming King. And in a time when we would believe for the impossible, we would believe for the things that were important, God would say this to you in this hour. And this is what it says. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, a fowl of a donkey. I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. The battle bow shall be cut off. He shall speak peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from the sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Wow, this is so important right now that we keep our focus on what is going to happen in our future. And what is going to happen in our future is that the king is coming. And I think that we need to refocus. In fact, I've heard pastors say this, that we need to reset. And I believe that is a time that we say what we did before we can't continue to do because we will, we will get the same result if we do the same thing. So I want you to think about where you're at in your prayer life, where you at with your walk with the Lord. And so I've written down several things in here. At the beginning of the prayer study guide, and I, I am going to just show it to you really quick, the prayer study guide. At the beginning of it, I talk about a note from the author, and I, I believe that God wanted me to put this in here for us to do the research so that we would understand how much we mean to Him. See, we can read the Word of God in a way that it's not personal, but it is very personal. See, this is a love letter from your Creator. And we are to take his love letter and we're to know the words that he says. In fact, in the prayer study guide on page eight, I wrote this and I've said it before, but you know what? I really like what the Lord had me say because really when I wrote this, it wasn't something like I already knew what I was going to say. But as I began to give myself to the Lord and to spend time with him in this prayer study guide, it says, now that you have read what rainmakers are, how would you describe your prayer life? Prayer is the language of heaven. And since I'm from heaven, here on assignment for God, it is important that I speak heaven's language fluently. If there was ever a time that we were to know what God says, now's that time. We need to be ready like people say, in season and out of season. It's a, a phrase that we use a lot. But it's not so much 
that we're ready for the person we talk to every day that's saved. It's for the person that's never heard the gospel. And there are so many people on this earth that have not heard the gospel. And I was listening to a man, he was speaking, but one of the things that he said, and it just really struck my heart, was he said, you know, there's a lot of things going on, but the focus should be on those that don't believe in anything. Okay. Because there have been people that have been raised to believe in something, but then they decided that they didn't believe in that, so they just decided not to make a choice. But there are people that believe in absolutely nothing. And so because of that, we that carry, like the Word of God says in first, uh, or it's in Colossians 1.20, I think it's Colossians 1.27. I usually know these things really easy, but right now it's okay. i got a lot of things to say. Colossians 1.27, it says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. So we're carrying the glory of God. So going back, or back to page 9, I wrote down a note from the author. And what I wrote was I wrote the story of when Jesus was um, riding in to a place called Bethanage. And he was riding in for a reason. Because I read to you, Zechariah had prophesied it, and now Jesus was coming to fulfill it. But Jesus wasn't coming just to fulfill what Zechariah said, just because he said a king is coming. He was coming into that city to give back the authority that was taken from the people, not just in that time, but in all time. And so... We know that Jesus rode into Bethanage on a donkey. Actually, there was a donkey and a colt. There were two that he had. Um, and he rode one in for a certain period of time, and then he rode the donkey in in the end because that, uh, or excuse me, the other way around, the colt in, because the colt wasn't as strong as the mother was. So what I want to do is I want to read a couple things that I wrote down about the interpretation of that moment in time. Um, but let me just give you this one thing here. It, in fact, I want to read this to you because this is something that I did not write, but I like what it says about when Jesus went in to Bethanage. It says, Dearly beloved, let us go forth to meet the Lord at Bethanage, pricked with fear of punishment and strengthened by the hope of a heavenly life, confessing our sins with humanity and simplicity, that the Lord may sit that the Lord may sit upon us and to bring us to himself into his heavenly Jerusalem. What that represented is Jesus was taking his position for us so that we could have our position with him. And sometimes I believe we forget what our position is. We are seated with God in heavenly places. Our God is from the heavenly places, and we are seated at that place. When we come to believe that, then we can give God the respect that he deserves. Uh, my topic today was about our love and respect for the Lord. And I began to think about what does that look like? What it looks like is how I use my faith. How, when I read the word of God, I act upon it. How, when I pray, I speak with authority and with knowing that my faith is true to him and I let go of my own opinions about my past failures 
that would have put doubt, fear, and disbelief in my mind to nullify what I just prayed. I've gotten to the point now living in the life that we live in now because of the pandemic and everything that's gone on that when I see something that's contrary to what God says, I say, I don't accept that. I don't accept that because I know what God said. Well, you know what? A million people lost their jobs last year and there will be a lot of people out of work and there'll be a lot of people that will be living in poverty. I don't accept that. I don't accept that because God said he's Jehovah Jireh and he will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. So I accept that and I pray that and I believe that and I begin to say it when I need it so that my faith will move what it says in Mark eleven twenty three. It says, say to the mountain, be thou removed, be cast into the sea and do not doubt. So my hope for you today is that you allow the love that Christ gave you on the cross. I brought my cross that you allow his love to resonate inside of your heart so that you will say to him yes every time for what he wants for you. Because now is the time that we say he's the one that's going to fight our battles. He's the one that conquered it all. He's the one that said even that we're more than conquerors and nothing can separate us from that love. So I'm encouraging you today to just meditate on that love and think about how that love gave you rights in the kingdom of heaven. How that love gave you a place one day when we will all leave this earth and we will reign with him. That love gave a place in the book of life for you to live eternally with him. So I'm just going to say a prayer for you right now. And, and I believe that God is going to pull on your heart about how much he loves you, as he always does, but even more so. And you're going to start pulling on him. You're going to start clinging to him more. You're going to start depending on him more. You're going to start saying, well, I know God's in this. So Lord, show me how to do this. So, Father God, I thank you for every person that's watching. And I know, Lord God, that you never fail. Your word says that. And Father, because you don't fail, Lord, I pray right now, let faith arise inside of the people that are watching right now. Lord God, no matter where they're at, Father, cause them to understand, as your word says, you never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, in Psalm uh, 23, it says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I pray that right now in Jesus name and I pray a blessing over you. Amen.